In this episode, we're going to look at working with emotional pain, which is obviously a very useful thing to know about. So the first thing we can say about emotional pain is that our normal ways of dealing with emotional pain don't work. And I guess we all know that pretty much. So our normal response to emotional pain is to try to do something to make that pain go away. So we've got various tricks in our arsenal and it might be something we do. It might be um, drinking, going on Facebook or Instagram or Snapchat or TikTok or whatever, or it might be having a drink, distracting ourselves in one way or another. And even if you do go to see a professional in a pain clinic, clinic they will talk about distracting yourself from the pain, things that you can do. Now, I suppose what we can say about this is that in the short term, if I manage to distract myself from my emotional pain, this feels great. So in the short term, it seems to be yielding some benefit. But the problem here is, and we can spot this as soon as we start looking for it and observing what's going on, that we're going to pay back the benefit that we got in the first part of the exercise. So the first, the first phase of distraction is the pleasure phase. Okay, so we might not actually call it pleasure, but when we escape from emotional pain, this is functionally equivalent to feeling pleasure. It does feel good. So the euphoria or the pleasure is the first stage. And then what happens is the distraction is much like, um, like a swing. So you push it away and that's great, but it always comes back again. And in fact, the harder we push it away, the harder it comes back again. So there is a second stage and we can spot this ourselves, which is a kind of a disillusionment because we've allowed ourselves to think maybe on some unconscious level, quite possibly that um, we're out of the woods. Things are better now. So when we discover that we're not, that's a very um, demoralizing feeling kind of collapses us. And not only do we discover that we haven't really escaped anything, the lashback or the backlash stings more than the original pain does. So one way of looking at this, you could say that I have the job of carrying a 20 kilo bag of cement and I have to walk around with it all day. So this equals, is equivalent to emotional suffering we could say. Now it can get to the point where I'm just dying to put that big bag of cement down and the thought of it torments me and I think oh, I'd so like to put the bag of cement down. So if I do in a way what happens is it's kind of as if I lose the appetite for carrying it. Before I had 
kind of as if I'm geared myself up to carrying it. I'd committed myself full-heartedly. I'm going to carry it. It's difficult, but I'm going to carry it. But as soon as I allow myself to believe that I can evade this, get out of it, there's a great sense of relief and I switch into a different mode. So that's the pleasure phase, the relief phase. But the, the point of this story is that I have to pick that. My job is to walk around with that bag of cement. I have to pick it up again. But once I've allowed myself to believe I don't, and then I'm faced with the reality that in fact I do, and I have to gear up and pick it up again, even before I pick up that bag of cement, the feeling that I have from facing it and knowing that I have to pick it up is so punishing. I've allowed myself to think everything's okay, and kind of relax in a way, and now I have to pick it up again. Whereas if I'd not allowed myself to believe in the, what we can call an unreal escape, a theatrical escape, feels like a, an escape, gives me that good feeling of an escape, but it isn't an escape because I have to pick up the heavy bag again. So the discomfort and work involved there makes the whole thing not worthwhile. Thinking that we can escape when we can't is not worthwhile. It's only halfway worthwhile and then it's cancelled out in the second half, even though I know I keep saying this over and over again. But there is no tricky way, there's no trick to get out of this. So what we're saying is that if there is emotional pain, for the length of time that that emotional pain is there, there really is, and that who's to know how long that's going to be? There's no putting it down, there's no quick answer to do this or to do that, to get away from it. Or rather there is, but it's not a real answer. And what it means is that this wholeheartedness, if I'm carrying something totally wholehearted and there's no thought of me thinking of escape, it is way easier to carry it. But there's, there's a little part of me think, looking for a way to stop carrying it, get out of carrying it, find some some way of dodging it, and I'm thinking about it, then that's undermining me the whole time, profoundly undermining me. It's splitting me in two. I'm no longer wholehearted. I'm against myself. I don't re I'm doing it, but I don't want to do it. I'm kind of going back on myself the whole time. I have to do it, but I'm, my heart isn't in it. So what we're saying here is that no matter how hard it is, if I'm unified, if I'm not divided or split against myself with part of me wanting to get out of it or part of me complaining about it and saying, I shouldn't be in this situation, this shouldn't be happening to me, this is, this is terrible, this shouldn't be... Even though it's very natural to have these thoughts when we're in emotional pain. And they'll actually come whether we want them to or not because that's just an automatic reaction. Having those thoughts, having part of us looking for a way out and not really facing or accepting the necessity weakens me so much and it makes the whole experience, I'll still have to carry it, but I'm carrying it without wanting to carry it. I'm carrying it wishing I wasn't carrying it and that's so much more painful. I've actually taken my own strength away, so I have to carry it but I've actually taken my own strength away by being divided against myself. So, 
if I had completely understood that I have to, and I'm wholeheartedly, and there's no part of me looking for a way out the whole time, or listening to other people telling me that there's a way out, then I actually have inner strength that I wouldn't have otherwise. So this isn't radically new idea or anything. There's probably quite a few different ways we could approach this. It's kind of like having having your heart in it or having your spirit in it and facing things full on. So what we're saying is any talk of distraction, any talk of things that we can do to make it easier, weaken us. Any methods weaken us. Any talk of anything like that, any hope of anything like that weakens us. Strangely, paradoxically, the one thing that doesn't weaken us is realising that all of that is foolishness, all of that is self-deception, all of that is a waste of time, and worse than a waste of time, because it's only when we put the, put the weight down we're only going to have to pick it up again, after having th thought that we got out of it. So the key thing is not how clever I am at escaping emotional pain or dodging it or distracting myself or doing this or doing that. The key thing is, of course, how much inner strength I have. And inner strength isn't a trick. It'll come to me when I'm wholehearted and I'm not divided against myself. But it's not a trick. It's not a gimmick. It's there the whole time, unless I block myself, which is what I almost always do.